This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Today, I have an excellent interview with the very talented and very, very sweet Taylor Austin Dye. Um, we sat down and talked for, you know, our typical hour. We talked about her career, where she's from, where she's going. Um, I really hope you enjoy this. Um, it's, it was fascinating to see a different perspective than, um, the perspective I've seen from the other guests I've had, um, and their, their journey is to her journey. It's been way different. Um, and, uh, to me, maybe a you know a little more interesting because it's not so um, cut and dry, you know. I I and you'll hear that in this episode. Um, so thank you, Taylor, so much for being on. Um, without further ado, I I present to you my conversation with the wonderful uh, Taylor Austin Dye. Enjoy. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so like I've kind of telling everybody, um, this isn't any kind of like formal interview. It's like a conversation. Um, you know, I want to, I want to know about you. I want the audience to know about you, who you are, where you've come from, that sort of thing. So I'm going to kind of open it up to you, tell your story. I'm going to interject and ask questions along the way. Okay. Sounds good. So tell us, who are you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> not to put you on the spot. <laughs> That's a very open-ended question. I'm a lot of people on a, on a lot of different days. but <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what makes you as great as you are. <laughs> no, I am a country artist. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been here for the last three and a half years. Originally from Southeast Kentucky. I grew up in a little small town called Boonville. Population 147, and um, I've yeah. Been, well, yeah, really small. I've been singing all my life, and um, you know, I just moved down here, wanted to pursue music full time, and I've been doing that ever since 2018. Well, that's awesome. So I, I don't know. So I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I stumbled across you. Um, I was at work last week and put on, you know, artists you need to know on Spotify and I'm, you know, I was telling somebody actually earlier that, you know, I listen to a lot of new artists, a lot of up and coming artists just to kind of, you know, reach out, connect, you know, try to get people on the show. Yeah. And, you know, and I was saying, you know, not, not every song I hear jumps out. It makes me want to dive into the collection, you know, that that's just the nature of the beast. Right. Of course. So, I'm sitting there, I'm plugging away at work and, um, you know, my office mates have to, have to listen to country music all day long and they just have to deal with it. <laughs> and this voice comes through my cell phone and it's you. And I literally stopped and I don't stop very often to go, what the hell was that? And I did that with you because your, your voice 
in your talent just overtook the moment. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Like you, you have to me one of those voices and, you know, I'm trying to kind of reach out to these kind of people that have to me, I I mean, I'm a nobody, right. (laughs) But, you know, to me have or has what it takes to be, you know, at that level of stardom that I hear. Um, Again, not that I'm, not that I'm anybody, but (laughs) I, I want to spread the love and the word of people that I, I, that I enjoy and think the world would enjoy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, I think the song I stumbled upon was good time girl. Probably. Yeah. Um, One of my bigger ones recently. Yeah. So, so tell me before we get into that and what's coming or what's next for you, what made you go to Nashville? Uh, well, like I said, I've been I've been performing actually since I was five years old. I was on um, something in Eastern Kentucky. We have a music center. It's called Renfro Valley, and it's very popular. They have concerts and stuff there. And so, when I was five years old, I became part of their weekly barn dance in the young country portion of that. So, when I was five, I was singing, playing fiddle on stage in front of a thousand people. This this barn held like a thousand people so it's just something I've always wanted to do I was just always drawn to it no one in my family really played music of any kind or sang or anything like that so I just showed an interest at a really early age and um, started started taking lessons by ear from um, his name was Bob Wilson at the school that I went to so um, it's just something that's always been kind of there and then I went to college and, and majored in vocal performance. And after that, I had a job working in radio for about a year and a half. And I loved that job, loved everything about it. Um, I had my own radio show, but I knew that I wanted to just be my own artist and pursue that. So I thought moving to Nashville would be the only logical step. So that's what wow. made me decide to do it. That's cool. That's super cool. Because, you, you know, you hear that a lot or maybe not a lot, but, you know, pretty frequently with people in the industry where they started in radio and um, were doing their own thing and then said, you know what, I, w- I really want to do my own thing. Right. Now, did it make, did, how was that transition for you? Well, I never really stopped being out and, you know, playing music. I, I still played shows through the week on the weekend, you know, I never really stopped doing it, but I was doing it mainly in, in Kentucky you know I was going all around Kentucky doing festivals fairs you know any kind of bars so I never really stopped playing picked back up I was just kind of transitioning from Kentucky to Nashville where it's you know on a much bigger scale um so the transition wasn't wasn't very difficult it was just um you know getting my bearings and and meeting everyone down here and kind of being immersed in it nice so what um was there a reason (sighs) I'm going to talk about your sound probably for the next hour that we're talking here, but your sound, your sound and that sort of thing would, would lead me to believe that you would have tried to go somewhere else being Texas or um, even, you know, Bakersfield, that, that sort of, you know, you've got that, 
I even hate to say it like this, but you have that real country sound that, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, with the way Nashville is nowadays and not knocking Nashville, you know, please don't think, think that, but, right. um, you know, there's, there's a different, there's a Nashville sound. And I just, I hear, uh, I hear a more um, Southern raw country from you. So what made you decide to do Nashville rather than Austin? Yeah. So I just, ever since I was young, my, my parents had brought me down to Nashville um, to go to these like little summer camps. Uh, they were called kids on stage programs. Um, and I just really fell in love with the city. I love going down on Broadway. I remember I was probably about 12 years old one time when I was on Broadway and one of the artists got me up to, to sing a song and play their guitar. And I just fell in love with that whole scene and how everyone was so like into music here. And I, I do love the Texas country scene. Don't get me wrong, but something about Nashville is just always like had a special place for me. Uh, you know, just coming here so often when I was young. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nashville, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure to go. Uh, my wife and I did our honeymoon there and, you know, not being an artist, it was very palpable, you know, that energy and that, you know, it was, it was almost like an adult playground. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. The energy here is just really something else. Like people come here for the music. And I think that's so special about this city is that people really come here and they expect to hear, you know, music. And right. it's not really just a vacation spot. To some, it might be, but to other people, they come here, they want to hear music. And I love that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, after being there, it's like, you know, I I can't wait to go back to Nashville, but it's not exactly. It's not a vacation spot. It's not like, a, oh, you know, let's let's go for a week in Nashville and just chill out. <laughs> you know, it's, there is no chill. Nashville has no chill. No, absolutely not. And, you know, it, it it's a great city because you know, unlike a lot of other cities, major cities in this country, like you can't, you know, we have bars up here in the Boston area that, you know, are dedicated to Nashville music, to country music, to Nashville food. It's like, you, you don't go anywhere else and get that. You don't go to Cleveland and be like, oh, here's a Boston bar. (laughs) You know, like it just doesn't happen. Right. So it's like a testament to the city and, and what, you know, what it is provided for, you know, talent like yourself. Of course, I totally agree. Um, so let's talk about then your single I came across, Good Time Girl. Um, when did you really, it looks like you released that this year. When, when did that come out? I released that in February 2020, the end of February 2021. So it's a couple months old now. Um, Yes. Gosh, it's September now. So yeah, um, I released, I wrote it actually back in 2019, late 2019. And uh, I honestly had no intention of releasing it whatsoever. But during quarantine, I started up a TikTok account and I posted, I just, I post covers and, you know, originals and just this, there's fun videos on there. So Good Time Girl was one of those videos that just got a lot of traction I think it had half a million views um on one video so oh, good for you yeah I was like uh okay well everyone was like release this release this um and so I was like okay well maybe that was just a fluke so I posted another video of me singing it it got like half a million views so every time I would post it people were really wanting it so I said okay I'm gonna record it uh, so I recorded it released it in February and then um 
it ended up charting on the iTunes country charts. It got up to number 26 um, the day after it was released. And then DMT picked up the video as well. So that one's kind of my song, baby. Um, I've never had that happen as independent artist before. Yeah, that's that's a huge testament. Yeah, I was super excited when this song, all this happened. So so now, so you would credit, you know, TikTok for your spike. I would absolutely credit TikTok for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, so let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, I, I, you know, good or bad, I will lay in bed at night next to my wife and she'll do the same thing and we'll scroll through TikTok for four hours and then realize, oh shit, it's midnight and we have to get up early to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty as charged, right? Same. Um, So do you... do you think, and, you know, based on what I've seen, you know, I see a lot of these, you know, people like you, you know, releasing snippets of their songs and it catching fire. And like, you can't, you, it's like, you just like release the fucking song, you know, you know, excuse my language. I just <laughs> swears the like commas up here in, in the Northeast. So uh, it's down here too. So don't... <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I'm not like super, you know, not the most professional podcast you'll ever be on, but um, we're going to have fun. So, um, you know, do you think that's where the best bet is right now is TikTok? Honestly, that's, I have so much great luck. I've had so much great luck with TikTok. I'm going to keep using it until, you know, it's absolutely just out, you know, like MySpace or something. Right, right, right. So many people are on there. It's, it's, honestly it's it's just free for me you know it's free for artists to get on there right. why not get on there and put out some content and um i've been lucky i've um, i've got about one hundred ninety-five thousand followers um and so the, a lot of those people are really loyal fans you know they go to my spotify they download my itunes they follow me on other social media and so it, it's really just there's no nothing bad about it you know what i mean it's like everything about it is a positive for me anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm going to continue to use it <laughs> until the wheels fall off, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, that's, that's, you know, it's funny the way social media works, you know, because even with me, you know, I have all the, all the major ones, you know, I have a Facebook account for the podcast. I have a Twitter for the podcast. I have an Instagram for the podcast, which is, you know, the Instagram is where for me has been getting the most, notice and traction you know Uh, i i don't you know the facebook page you know it's just a lot to manage too you know it's you know you're gonna post something here and then in three other places it's like oh it's a full-time job and you know people say oh well millennials gen z's are always on their phone but that's where i mean that's technically where i'm working from at this point right just you know because that's where everyone is and why would you not want to be where everyone is so right you know and 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 you know to what to what you were saying like it's you know the facebook and the twitter stuff you know twitter is got its own thing and does what it does and you know facebook is kind of becoming the you know everybody has a degree and whatever is pissing them off and um (laughs) you know but it's you know instagram you can have your you know, just your vision and your focus. And like, even with TikTok, you can do the same thing where it's like, you're going to just create and put out whatever, 
whatever you want to get traction. And it's like, you know, is that where the social media world is trending to? I hope so. I think that's great. You know, um, I get so tired of scrolling through Facebook and I don't know, it's just so political. Everything's all, all so political all the time. And of course, any platforms like that, but I think that Instagram and TikTok are two good ways to really just kind of escape all that. Yeah, I, I agree with you because you know, like you can get you can get enough of the noise you want to hear. Right. And an unfollow will help your mind greatly. I've, I've, yeah. I've learned that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I it's really been within the last six months or so that actually probably not even that much. It's probably been a lot shorter time that like I've stopped posting what I think on Facebook because it started, you know, regardless of what you're trying to get across, whether it's good or indifferent or whatever like somebody's gonna it, it's all about tone and how somebody reads something and, right. and no matter what you think I mean you're not really going to change someone's mind if their mind is made up so no. like, okay well you think right. what you think I'll think what I think right still be friends <laughs> right exactly and you know I was starting to run into that whole like I would I would post a comment or you know have a commentary about something and it's like all of a sudden this little snippet of something turned into oh, well, you must think this, that, and this about this other thing. It's like, we're not even talking about that. So I don't know how you're making your leaps, but that's, you know, that's fine. So yeah, I've, I've really started to just try to gravitate towards Instagram and that sort of thing. And it's, and it's been working. So yeah, that's why I love Instagram and TikTok as well. So yeah. Um, so your other two singles that you have out, um salt and mean looks like those came out in 2019 and 2020 respectively uh-huh um tell me how how those came to be well i'll start with mean since that one was first, first. yeah in december of 2019 and um obviously i'm from kentucky and we drink a lot of bourbon you know in kentucky yeah i wrote this about people that can't handle their liquor and like to get mean on bourbon or whiskey um and the hook is jim beam makes me mean so i actually wrote this song about my mom <laughs> don't tell her i told you that um, poor mom that's <laughs> probably definitely gonna hear this but <laughs> so she cannot drink like dark alcohol of any kind like bourbon whiskey because she tries to fight people like you gotta you gotta keep her on the clear or she is just so mean she's an asshole so <laughs> So I wrote this song about her and everyone's like, oh my God, what's this song about? Are you mean? I'm like, I'm a lover. I'm a lover, not a fighter. This song is about my mother. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the synopsis of that one. Just um, how people get red when they drink um, alcohol. <laughs> that's, I mean, you, hearing that, listening to that song, uh, you know, a bunch of times now, like you're absolutely right. Like, it it gets dicey depending on the the um uh company you're in i guess you could say and you know i mean what i'm not gonna say i've never got mean before (laughs) (laughs) but it's not a normal thing for me you know Um, i'm a big i'm a big bourbon drinker so that's my drink of choice (laughs) yeah well we're gonna don't worry we're gonna get to that based on you know the the name of the podcast so so hold, hold that for later all right um salt um yeah also released that one let's say i released that one late 2020 around the time that i wrote good time girl actually i wrote, uh, released this um and it's like 
about an on again, off again kind of toxic situationship um, where you just never know what you're going to get uh, the next time you see this person. And I think we can all kind of relate to that. Just yeah, I was, you know, it's funny. I was just going to say I don't know if anybody could ever relate to that. That's such that must be such an odd thing. Um, <laughs> obviously, being sarcastic. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how many of how many of those. <laughs> Um, just hot and cold people yeah Uh, so that's kind of the whole idea of that song and and the hook of that one is is it going to be salt on the rim or salt on the wound that's the name salt Um, and that one's actually did very well for me as well that one's um, it's actually bigger numbers than good time girl and um, on spotify and itunes so yeah i'm seeing that that's kind of that's great fun you know yeah Um, one of my favorites to play live as well Nice. So let's, let's talk about the live. Um, according to your website, it looks like you've got a bunch of shows coming up um, over the next month and into October. Oh yeah. Um, are you, are you playing full band? Are you playing just yourself? So some are full band and some are um, mostly what I tour with is an acoustic duo. Um, so I play guitar and sing vocal and uh, my boyfriend actually He's a tour manager and drummer, so he comes with me and is my percussionist. He plays like a little mini kit, so we have this like acoustic setup that we do, and we can do anything from like, of course, 30 minutes to four hours. Yeah. So um, we're doing that most of the dates, but there are a few dates with full bands, so I'm pretty That's excited. Awesome. That. Yeah. So I, you know, and, and a lot of this podcast is kind of trying to get the nitty gritty out of people as much as, <laughs> as much as they're willing to share. <laughs> right. Um, so what make how does that how does that decision process work where you know you decide whether it's going to be a duo full band is that up to you is that up to the venue Most of the time that would be up to the venue you know if they if they're looking for a full band I wouldn't come in there with my acoustic duo um but if they're fine with it of course I would but it's yeah. most most of the time that's up to the venue Gotcha I wasn't I, you know it's always been fascinating to me because it's you know I I um you know I follow a lot of music a lot of bands and you know, every now and again, you'll see like, um, you know, artists I really like that maybe aren't in the country music world that, you know, are, you know, a name by themselves and have a band when they do a full tour and then they'll do a tour, you know, acoustic or whatever. You know, I've always been very fascinated on how that actually works and the decisions behind that. You know, is it is it a money thing? Is it a personal thing? Is it, you know, that sort of thing and how those conversations happen, you know? Yeah. I love playing full band. I think the energy's high. It's great, especially in places like Broadway, you know, where you can really get into it with the crowd. Um, but I really do love playing acoustic as well. Like something about just you and the guitar and the crowd is very like, it's a, it's like a personal moment with the crowd. So I'm a big fan of both. I guess it just depends on the setting. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let, let's talk about Broadway while, while we're at it. Um, in, you know, seeing we talked about Nashville, what, what, what are some places on lower Broadway that you've, that you've played in that, you know, some of our listeners might notice or recognize just by name? I'm just going to try to go down the strip. So um, (laughs) the stage, Margaritaville, um, John Rich's um, Redneck Riviera, Luke Bryan's, Jason Aldean's, Miranda Lambert's, FGL House, um, Whiskey Shot, (laughs) 
whiskey bent. I'm probably forgetting something, but a lot of the bars downtown um, I play at. So now, if, how, if you're down, down there, you might be able to find me on any right. given day. <laughs> so, so is that a regular thing for you? Because I know there's a lot of artists down there that will, you know, will play the stage upstairs or downstairs from, you know, two to six or whatever, and then run over to um, AJ's from, you know, oh, 11 to two or whatever. You know, how does that work? Um, yeah, so I used to play downtown a lot more than I am right now, just because I, I got a booking agent at the beginning of this year. And so, I, like you said, I'm, I've been touring a lot, going to different states and such. So I've not really been hitting it hard on Broadway as much as I had in the last couple of years. Um, but when I was doing it, you know, hard, full, you know, full stop, I would be doing like, sometimes I think the most I did was like 13 gigs in one week. Damn. And so I, yeah, I would take the, you know, 10 to two and go play two to six. One time I did a uh, three gigs in one day and that was not fun. <laughs> I'll tell no, you I, I can imagine it wouldn't be. It was then. So it's four hours, you know, and that's just, it doesn't seem like it's like a lot of work, but it's a lot of physical exertion when you're playing guitar, you're singing, you have to keep your energy up. You know, there's no, there's no downtime. And a lot of the places they really don't like for you to take a break. They actually won't let you take a break. Um, really even for the bathroom. So uh, it's like nonstop. So, but yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely do that um, a lot. And this past month of August, I was in town a lot. So um, I played a lot of shows here um, this past month, but I won't be doing that again, probably until December. So if you're in town, you can hit me up and see if I'm there during the week, you know, but I'll be gone most of the weekends up until then. That's awesome. And I mean, that's, that's great for you where you get to, you know, branch out and get your, get your sound and your brand out to other parts of the world other than, you know, lower Broadway. I love traveling. I I think it's awesome. I love meeting everyone in in the different cities and everything. So that's, that was really my goal for this year was to get out and, and go to more cities and meet more people. And so I'm always asking on my TikTok when I go live or, you know, just, on my pictures on Instagram, I'm always asking what city do you want to see me in? Because I want to come. <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, I, I want you to come here. You okay. Know, Cause I would love to see you live. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I'm there's, there's, gonna... there's plenty, plenty of places around here that you could easily play and get a good turnout. So you're in Boston, right? Um, so where, where I physically live, I'm right in between Worcester, Massachusetts and Providence, Rhode Island. So oh. I'm like smack dab. I can be in downtown Providence or downtown Worcester in 20, 25 minutes. Okay. I'm playing Maryland in December. I guess this is probably as close up there as I'm getting. Yeah. And, and so for me, for me to Washington DC, just, you know, to give a, give an idea is an eight hour ride. Oh shoot. That's, that's pretty far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it's not a, you know, a quick, a quick, a quick day trip, unfortunately. Oh my God. Okay. That is, yeah. Cause I just think, I, I don't know when I think of the Northeast, of course I've been to a lot of the, the States, but I'm usually flying in. So I'm like, Oh, everything's close up there. I guess right. not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it really is, you know, because I mean, perfect example, I can be in downtown Manhattan from where I live in three hours. Oh, so it's close, you know, it's close, but it's also, with the way traffic is and stuff around here, it's, it's a huge pain in the ass to get anywhere. Oh, I bet. Um, you know, I can be in, um, 
I can be up in Guilford, New Hampshire, where there's a big, you know, country music presence in two hours. Um, you know, I can be in Portland, Maine in about the same amount of time. So it's, it's weird. It's a weird kind of, kind of travel around here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause you know, down here in the South, you know, we, it's, it's at least, you know, it's eight hours anywhere. Right. 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 It's we, four hours for me to get home and I just live in Kentucky. So. Right, right. You know, and it's, um, you know, we were a buddy of mine was supposed to get married next year and we were going to do a bachelor party to Nashville and then go to Dollywood. And we were like, it's fucking almost four hours from Nashville to Dollywood. Like, it yes, it is. Like, <laughs> we're going to spend most of our weekend in the car. Like, we don't yeah. want to do that. Uh, but from here, there's no, you know, the only flights you can get to Tennessee is to go to Nashville. You could fly into Knoxville. That's closer, but still. <laughs> right. But it's still a pain in the ass because that they, you know, a lot of places they want you to, you know, fly, fly from Boston to Atlanta to there. And it's like, I just want to get up and go down. <laughs> like, I don't, don't want to spend my whole day traveling. I just want to start. I want to get to my destination and start drinking. Yeah, we're a hard day from everything. So, right. um, so, so let me ask you. So you're going on tour, or, or mini tour, I guess you could call it, um, for the month of September. Um, what is this, a weekend warrior tour, more or less? Um, sorry, my phone was ringing, and it cut you off there for a second. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. Um, I said it looks like you're, for the month of September, you're doing um, – uh, da, da, da. weekends yeah it's a lot of weekends um a lot of the places i'm playing don't really like these are a lot of festivals and like things like that so they don't really do that like during the weekday yeah so for example like this weekend it's a festival up in lowell indiana and um it's called lowell labor day fest so um that's another about seven hour drive by the way <laughs> yeah so uh Got sound check at one thirty, and then we go on at eight fifteen. We are direct support for uh, Sean Stemmely. I don't know if you've heard of him, but I haven't. No. Okay, he's an artist here in Nashville. So that is this weekend. I think next weekend we're doing some bars, and weekend after that, um, more festival type stuff. So then a, a casino somewhere in Kansas. Sorry, I don't have my schedule in front of me, but yeah, I have your schedule in front of me too. Oh, so. <laughs> So, I, yeah. say I don't have my I was just trying to do that for memory so oh nice <laughs> um, but yeah it's a lot of a lot of weekends so I'm glad for that so when I'm in Nashville you know if I need to I can pick up during the week and play downtown which is nice yeah that's awesome so is it is it kind of like that where like you could you know if it's Monday and you know you're going to be in town on Wednesday Thursday can you call somewhere and be like hey I'm in town do you have a slot or do you just show up no, I would I would just text like whoever books for said place and say, hey, I'm here if you need me. And then most of the time they will need you. So, yeah. Yeah. So because I know I know what there's like a there's like a collaborative down there that does, you know, a couple of the same venues like, you know, like I, I can't remember because I, I read it somewhere where it's like Tootsie's and a few other places all kind of are like, you know, one conglomerate. Yeah, so Tootsie's, Rippies, and Honky Tonk Central are a conglomerate, and I do not do any of those. Yeah. Um, but also, so are Luke Bryan's, Jason Aldean's, and Miranda Lambert's, and Old Red. So they're all kind of like grouped together. Yeah, they're grouped together based on how, you know, who owns them, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because um, I can only imagine that the artist bars are all probably owned by the same people. 
They are. And so yeah. I, I play a lot of the, those bars, the Lutes, Jason Aldeans, Mirandas, whatever. Um, and I, I enjoy playing there. They're they're good for their artists and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, how has the reception been down there since Mirandas has been open? I I saw the opening weekend looked pretty, pretty nuts. So I played there, I guess it was two weeks ago. And it was, and I, we played the rooftop. It was absolutely insane. Like it was packed shoulder to shoulder. Like I think I posted a video of it on my Instagram uh, of just us doing shots with the crowd. And it was awesome. crazy. Like um, bachelorette parties everywhere, of course. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. we played a Saturday we did like a three piece um, trio and we played from two to six and it was just rocking the whole time. It was that's awesome. Tons of people. So yeah, Nashville is definitely back to normal. There is, it's like nothing ever happened here, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, uh, being up here in the Northeast, you know, we still have a lot of, not to get too into it in my own personal thoughts, but we still have some restrictions and things are going, you know, a little backwards, not full backwards, but, you know, we were open for business for months, right. you know, and then, yeah, I don't want to get too into it, but. Well, I'll say we're back in business. Through. Yeah, that's good. Good. I I wish we were fully back in business, and then and like we are to an extent, but you know, I think we should be a little more. But who am I? I don't make decisions. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. You know, I I really hope you get up here sooner rather than later because I think it would, I think you would like play into these crowds because we we really do, you know, contrary to popular belief. You know, we really do love our country music up here. And it's, you know, pretty evident, I think, with some of the major acts that we have and have come through year after year after year. Um, and they sell out, you know. I mean, prior to pandemic, you know, Kenny Chesney was playing Gillette Stadium two nights in a row, sold out for the last decade. You know, it's, yeah, you know, we, we have a following. You know, it's definitely definitely a town you could you know, dig into and, and really, really get a push. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'd love to make it up there. If you, uh, when we, when we get off the podcast, you can send me some recommendations for venues that I can get them over to my book in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I would love to do that for you. Um, so now the next natural question, when we're talking about music and all that, when, when's a full EP going to come? Well, I've been in the studio about uh, eight weeks now, and I have just got my next three singles out to mixing and mastering, so I should be getting those back any day now, um, and then from there, we'll decide on release dates for all three of those. I plan to release um, the three of those by the end of the year, so you'll definitely be getting at least three new songs from me by 2022. Awesome. Because you know, I released one in February and it did super well, so I'm hoping to kind of recreate and recapture that um, with these next ones. Because, um, just like Good Time Girl, I had a song that I put on TikTok, it's called Water Me Down, and every time I post it, it gets a ton of views. So, um, that was another one people like release it already. So, that is going to be probably the first one I put out, um, and it's another kind of feisty song it's just about being a little hard to handle and the hook to that one is don't put ice in my whiskey because you can't water me down so that's kind of the general idea of that one Uh, so that'll be the first one and then I have a slower song also once again did pretty well on TikTok called Black You Do 
it is a cheating song from the perspective of the girl. Because, you know, in country music, the girl is always like, oh, he cheated on me. I'm going to key his car and slash his tires and, you know, (laughs) take a baseball bat to his windshield. Um, So I was like, well, what if I wrote a song about, you know, the girl being the one in the wrong and kind of owning up to it and taking ownership of it and taking responsibility for it and saying, you know, I fucked up. Like, here is here's what that's about so that is that whole song um kind of a sad you know premise but uh, a lot of people like it for that reason yeah it's relatable yeah um and then so the other song is called lucky man and it's another cheating song (laughs) um but it's about (laughs) a a dude that just gets away with everything in his life um i think we can all relate to that as well (laughs) yeah i yeah um yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'll just say yeah because <laughs> my wife's gonna listen to this and be like you fucking <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, not to get into my my previous life but yeah <laughs> I, I get you I, I i understand the premise and so that one's like a faster swampier song too so i've kind of got two fast ones and a slow one um that i'm putting out so i'm really proud of them too i, I think they've turned out well I'm, I'm very excited to hear the the masters when they come back yeah i'm, I'm excited to hear them too you know yeah. like i i get you know it's weird because it's like everybody's like always you know wanting the next song from whatever major artist and then like when the when these you know smaller artists like you that are coming up you know when you release new stuff it's like yes like <laughs> give it give it and it's so hard for us independent artists too, because, you know, no one's backing our, <laughs> no one's paying for our studio time. You know, we, I work so hard to try to just put out music on my own because obviously I'm an independent artist. Um, so, you know, it, opposed to these big artists, people don't realize like, everyone's like, why aren't you releasing new music? Well, I got to save up some money first, you know, right. Um, right. Now, but it's, it's hard for us independent artists, but it's so worth it to me. Now, this might be getting too personal, but um i'm gonna ask because it's come up in conversation with other artists independent artists um do you still have to hold a nine to five ish per se job or um are you doing the music thing full throttle 100 percent? well i have been fortunate i have never had to work a nine to five since i've moved here i've been i've been lucky to just have gigs and and do well with those and stay pretty busy with music so oh that's so awesome yeah, I've been very fortunate, but a lot of my friends, you know, do have other jobs that they have to do and to, to keep, you know, just to make ends meet. And that's totally fine. I would, I would take it. I was cleaning Airbnbs last year, honestly, because COVID. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not like saying I would not take a job. I would definitely take one if I needed to. But at this point, um, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I don't need to. Well, that's awesome. Cause like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, being a fan of like smaller artists, you know, when I find out like, Oh, well, I had to work all day and then do all. It's like, oh, like it's it like it sucks because it's like you're not being able to um, hone in on your craft as much as um, you should be. You know, to me. Well, when I moved down here originally in 2018, like I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, I was just, but I I told myself I was like I'm going to put you know everything into my music. You know, I didn't want to uh, this kind of privileged I guess but I didn't want to have you know something else some other kind of job that would take away from me putting all my time toward it and I think that was kind of a a good thing for me to just really hone in on it and like build my fan base spend a lot of time online Um, it just gave me a lot of time to really like perfect you know practice during the day and and learn new cover songs and just really like get into every aspect of it so um, 
I'm really thankful that I did not have to work <laughs> nine to five when I yeah, was Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. That's so awesome. That's, you know, it's, that's really good for you and for your career. I think it'll be a, a great, you know, jumping off point. Well, like um, I said, here I was scrubbing toilets, so it could, it could all change, you know? Right, right. <laughs> um, so you got three songs coming out by the end of the year. Um, now, would you, you know, to put out a full length EP, would you take the three you've already released, the three you've released now, or would you do a whole new, you know, all new songs? Um, I think I would probably leave it. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I haven't really gave it much thought, but I would probably do new songs, I think. Nice. Um, just because, you know, people want new music and I've got new music I can give. So I would love to do that if, if possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I see it all the time where it's like, oh, I've released a few singles and threw it on the EP with with a bunch of new songs. You know, I think you know, people have come accustomed to that kind of release, but it, it's nice to, you know, have already released music and new released music, you know, to kind of counteract each other. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I would do, I would do new stuff probably. Um, it would probably take longer, but you well, know. Well, yeah, absolutely. Just since uh, I've out since 2019, you know, it's, it's on, we're all working on 2022, you know, I don't want to put four year old music. Right. <laughs> but would you go back and maybe rewrite them and like kind of twerk them and tweak them to you know kind of fit better of who you are now than who you were four years ago you know what I think mean is a real testament to my sound and you know that was when I was just first coming into my sound um, so I think that I would never change anything about that one and actually I do have an older song than that um funny story i'll i'll kind of go get off path for a second but so when i first moved to town my name was obviously taylor die and the girl from maddie and tay her name is also taylor die so i would show up to these places and everyone would expect me to be the girl from maddie and tay <laughs> uh, and i was like uh sorry huge disappointment but not her which ended up being fine um but <laughs> I started having to go by my full name, Taylor Austin Die, for this reason. So I actually did release a song when I first came to town under just Taylor Die. And Spotify is weird in the way that it won't let you, if you have a name change, it won't let you merge your music. So I actually do have an even older song out called Bad Habits, uh, released in 2018 um, under Taylor Die. So fun fact. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm, I'm seeing that now. And that even that has you know, quite, quite a few listens for, for a name change. Uh, yeah. I don't, i never promote that. Honestly, I don't even act like it exists. Um, oh, fair not, enough. That, not that I don't love the song. I, it's a fun song, but uh, it's just really not my sound. And uh, it was just kind of an experiment to, to find in, to, I think it was just a detour on the way to find in what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> to put it like that. Yeah. Well, now, now that you've, you've um, shown me that, that song i'm gonna have to go and listen to it after we get off here it's honestly a fun song like i really love the song it's just i don't think it's really my brand at this point and yeah 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 fair enough um so i have a few questions that i want to ask everybody for every show that i that i do here and every every conversation um seeing we are boots and whiskey podcast and you being a kentucky girl um uh, you're gonna give me shit for this, but what is your favorite kind of whiskey 
My favorite bourbon is Woodford Reserve. That that seems to be a very popular one lately. I love Woodford. I love Bullet. I love Eagle Rare, Blanton's, Basil Hayden. Um, you know, there's really not a bourbon that I'll turn down. <laughs> Good. No, oh, nice. So, all right. Seeing you seem to know your, know your shit, right? What what exact you want to tell everybody what the difference is? Uh, it's the corn, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's what I've come to come to gather, and like where it's from, like. So bourbon is always going to be from Kentucky, right? And it's the percentage of corn is higher than it is in whiskey. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think like there's certain things you can put in the coloring and things you can't put in, you know. And it's all like legal stuff. It's not even like you know. It's, there's it's a lot legal. of rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I'm actually gonna probably do an episode here in the next couple of weeks, kind of about that, because um, I've actually myself have just come into drinking whiskey because I was so against it not against it and like a it's bad but like just wasn't my taste wasn't my uh-huh. palate at the time and I've uh, changed that actually quite free quite recently so um, I've been trying new things and different things and you know finding what I like finding what I don't like and right yeah there's there's a lot of uh there's some that aren't great but you know if you're if you're doing a Kentucky bourbon you're not gonna find anything that's too bad <laughs> yeah you know but it's it's funny because like i've even you know brands that you know people swear by you know i've tried and i'm like eh, it's okay you know it's not you know i was expecting this you know smooth delicious thing and it it really wasn't um oh angel's envy is very smooth you should try that one maybe okay angel but see like that's the thing being up here it's hard to find um <laughs> really anything other than the big guns you know the knob creeks the jacks the woodfords you know to get you know some sort of special i don't want to say specialty but you know regional whiskeys like it just it doesn't happen yeah uh, yeah, i didn't think about that i'm a bit sorry you cut out there what happened Oh, I, I was saying I, did, I didn't think about that, but I bet it is more difficult to get it up there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is, right? <laughs> um, I'll take what I can get. And, you know, if I can get people to, you know, quietly send me whiskeys to try, I'm never going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said no to that either. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so being being the other part of our the podcast name do you have a favorite pair or brand of boot um well i love ariots of course my favorite pair is a little pair of camel ariots i have but i recently ordered a pair of lucases so i'm a big lucasey fan um i don't know if you're familiar with them but um just like some brown cowboy boots nothing special but um so yeah i do have some fries I have some of uh, Miranda Lambert's brand. Um, yeah, I just, I love boots. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I actually got my first pair of boots at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, my birthday's in March. So my wife got me a nice pair of Ariats um, for my birthday. And then I couldn't wear them. Well, I could, but like we had nowhere to go. You, had, you sit on the couch and wore your boots. Right, right. I did. And, you know, because they were so uncomfortable when I first got them. And my wife has... Um, 
she had specialty made boots to form to her, you know, they fit her perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, you just, you know, put them on, don't be such a baby and walk around. And uh, so I did and, you know, I broke them in and I, now I wear them every day to work. So it's, you know, they've become like slippers, you know, <laughs> they slip on, they slip off. It's awesome. It's nothing better than a broken boot. Right. Like, Absolutely. Um, you know, we were going to get some together in Nashville, but I just couldn't, I didn't see any I liked. And, you know, I wasn't going to spend all that money on a pair of boots I didn't like, you know. Yeah, the, the downtown boot stores, you know, you get, you buy one, get two free, you know. Right. Uh, they don't really have the best selection of boots, to be honest. <laughs> right. No, and that's, and that, you know, and that's where we were, you know. Yeah. But, right. you know, I think it was more of a, you know, oh, we can say we bought boots and you know, on Lower Broadway while we were in Nashville, you know, but I'm kind of, I'm really glad we chose not to do that. Yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can um, I want to get a pair of Eric Church's boots that he has, that he sells. Okay. I don't, um, I yeah, but, but he only, like, he, you can only pre-order them, I believe, if, if from everything I've seen is correct, you can only pre-order them and you can only pick them up at shows he does in the area that you're in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's so smart. it's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't make it easy, Eric. You yeah. know. But that's the same thing when he released his his uh, single barrel jack last year. You know, it's I couldn't get it up here to save my life. Right. But um, I mean, with that being said, I'm a big Eric Church guy, so it's it's also a you know a novelty to have. Right. Well, he's great. So who who isn't a big Eric Church guy, honestly? Right. Um, so I got two, two last questions for you and then I'll, I'll let you go back to your busy schedule. Um, one, what is your dream venue that you have not yet been able to play? Uh, the ramen. Yeah. E- easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I, you know, we did a tour of the Ryman and the Opry and just being on those stages as non artists was, you know, to me magical. I can only imagine what it would be like to be an artist on that stage. That's the goal. That's what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. You know, I, I think you have the sound and what it takes to, to play there and sell it out for multiple dates, <laughs> and not just one. Well, I appreciate that. that yeah. My hopes 100%. Um, and my last question, who would you love to collaborate with and either have them write songs for you or you write songs for them or go on tour with them or, you know, anything like that. Well, I've always um, been a really huge Miranda Lambert fan. Um, And, you know, that was the first song I ever taught myself on the guitar was a Miranda Lambert song. And a lot of people, you know, say, oh, your voice kind of reminds me of her. So I really love her. I love Ashley McBride. You know, she's an up and coming. Yeah. And then I love some of the Texas country artists, too, as well as, like, Parker McCollum, Co Wetzel. Um, I'm a big fan of all their stuff as well. So, you know, uh, probably those four would be some of my big ones. Um, yeah. Obviously, That's awesome. I'm a Chris Stapleton fan since he is from Kentucky. He's from my neck of the woods. And yeah. I've known about him long before he, you know, was famous. So, yeah. You know, I... I, I, you know, the, the part of the story, Chris Stapleton's story, I, I know I absolutely love, like, you know, him being a songwriter in town for all those years and then, you know, getting a shot and, and, and really getting a shot and doing it better than <laughs> people he's written songs for. <laughs> right. Better than anybody, honestly. Right. <laughs> you know, um, 
I remember my wife introduced me to um, Luke Bryan's Drink a Beer way back, you know, probably like seven years ago now. And it was honest to God, only within the last year that I realized the backing vocals on that is Chris Stapleton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, even listening to it and being as big a fan, and it's like, like I stopped one day to actually listen, and I was like, why do I know that voice? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, because when you listen to something so, you know, passively, it's sometimes the, uh, the dots don't align. Right. He's had a hand in a lot of stuff in town that you probably would not know about. Right. Unless you really researched it. Yeah. He's, he's been a really prominent force here for years. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Um, so with that, you know, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out and, you know, coming on the show and, you know, being able to hear, hear you tell your story and about your music. You know, it's been, it's been really great. I really, really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you for having me again. I do appreciate it for you reaching out and finding me on Spotify. Absolutely. And, you know, as things come out, you know, I'd love to stay in contact and, you know, see what you're doing and have you back as, as things get, get going for you and, you know, let everybody know where you're at and how it's going and, and go from there. I'd be happy to do it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Taylor. All right. See you. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye. There you have it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation uh, together with uh, myself and Taylor Austin Dye. Uh, what a sweetheart, right? Um, that that great, good old Southern uh, Kentucky voice that will, you know, could literally, you know, her voice could sing me the phone book. Um, I absolutely adore this this woman and her talent. She is fantastic. I cannot wait for the next three singles to come out. Water me down like you do, and Lucky Man. On top of the other three she has out, Mean Salt and Good Time Girl. God, this girl is a powerhouse. You got to check her out. If you're not checking her out, I swear you're you're doing yourself a disservice, especially if you love country music, because she is. The voice of country music. She is the epitome of talent in country music. And I can't thank her enough for being on this show. Um, until next time, as always, I'll, I'll see you soon. we got a couple of, probably another episode coming out this week. Um, so until then, thank you all so much. Remember, Local Country Music Fest, September 11th, Indian Ranch, for those of you that are in the area. Also, Urban Country Jam, end of October at Loretta's Last Call down near Fenway. I hope to see you there. I will be at both shows. Um, at least that's the plan for now, to be at both shows. Um, I'll definitely be covering the Urban Country Jam for the podcast and still working out some things to cover it for the local country fast. Um, so until then, see you later, guys. Bye.